Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 12 of Revelation chapter 20. And we're going to be reading verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I'll stop reading there. Now we uh, talked about in our last study how the devil was cast into this lake of fire, which the Bible calls the second death. And we saw that the beast and the false prophet were already there, and, and that brought us back to the previous chapter in Revelation 19, verse 20. And we discussed how this took place on May 21, 2011, the beginning of Judgment Day, that God cast the beast and the false prophet that is linked to and closely identified with the corporate church, into the lake of fire and came under his wrath at the very beginning of this prolonged period of judgment. And we also discussed how by speaking of Satan as a beast and false prophet and now a devil, that God is indicating that um, all of the rule of Satan that in, in various um, ways that these names identify with particular aspects of Satan's evil kingdom and, and rule over that kingdom, that, that God is indicating that the devil in his entirety has come under the judgment of God. And uh, yet, as we've learned in other places, he did not cease to exist or or to be uh, the devil continues to exist and go about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and and that will continue until the very last day of judgment and the end of the world and the end of all things but now we're going to look at the last part of verse 10 that says and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And the Greek word translated as tormented is a word we've seen before a few times in the book of Revelation. It's Strong's number 928. It's the same word that we found back in Revelation chapter 9 and verse 5. And to them it was given, that's the locus, that they should not kill them but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And again, the five months is a figure that represents the duration, the complete time of the judgment, the final judgment of mankind. In Revelation 14, we also found this same word. In verse 10, the same shall drink of the wine 
of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels or messengers, and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up for ever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast in his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. So here again, God is speaking of those that are tormented, and it is in the day of judgment, the unsaved are drinking the cup of the wrath of God, the same cup that was first given to the churches when when God began judgment at the house of God. According to Jeremiah 25, that cup is given to the city called by God's name first, and the identical cup is then given to the nations. And that's what God did May 21, 1988. He gave the cup to the institution of the church, the, the corporate body. May 21, 2011, he transitioned to judgment of the world and gave the cup to the unsaved inhabitants of the earth. And they are tormented with fire and brimstone. And remember, fire and brimstone, according to Isaiah 30, verse 33, is, is that which comes forth from the breath of the Lord, the breath of Jehovah, because it identifies with the condemnation of the Word of God. It, it, it comes forth from the Bible itself. And even this word tormented, if we go back to Revelation 11, we learn something very significant about it uh, in regards to the two witnesses it says in verse 10, once the two witnesses are killed and their dead bodies are lying dead in the street for the three and a half days, and, and the uh, people of, of the world see this, it, it then says in verse 10, And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. The two prophets or the two witnesses tormented the people of the earth. Now, why is that significant? Because it's referring to the the two witnesses are likened to Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets, which represent the word of God, the Bible, and they especially... The two witnesses had their period of testimony in the churches throughout the church age for almost 2,000 years. And so this word that we see used in the context of Judgment Day is a word that God uses to describe the reaction of people in the world over the course of the many centuries of the church age. Now, the word of God didn't torture anyone. It didn't um, bring a grievous pain to anyone. 
over the course of the centuries of the church age, but what it did do was disturb people and trouble their minds and make them uncomfortable in their sins. That's what the Word of God did when the gospel went into the world, into the nations, and churches were established in in the darkness of the world. Here came the light of the Word of God, and what did God's Word declare? That that man is sinner, that mankind is sinful, and and because of our sin, we're under the wrath of God and subject to destruction. And, and of course, it, it also gave the good news of the gospel that there is salvation in Christ for his elect people. And yet, um, these things, the, the light was a source of torment for those that prefer the dark. And that teaches us concerning the cup of wrath in the day of judgment or concerning the, um, the the devil that is tormented day and night forever and ever. And it, it teaches us that the torment that the locusts bring for five months for the prolonged period of judgment day is the testimony of the Bible. They execute the judgment written. Christ comes with ten thousands of his saints, the the whole of the elect, and the torment is that he did come with all of his saints, that all of the saints have been found and saved, and there is no more salvation. The torment is that that allowed God to shut the door of heaven. The torment is that the light of the gospel is out over all the earth, that there is no more water flowing forth, not even a drop, for someone tormented in the flame of being under the wrath of God. And and the torment is there's a likely end date of October 7th, 2015, which, uh, again, the world is uh, confronted with the idea that this uh, world that they trust in will will be destroyed and pass away and be no more. And they themselves will be destroyed and pass away and be no more. That's the source of the torment that the Bible, the Word of God, is bringing in the time of judgment. And and so in our verse in Revelation 20, verse 10, speaking of the devil, and where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented, tormented day and night. And that's the source of torment for Satan also, that he's about to be annihilated. He's about to be destroyed, of course, Added to that is that he's been put down from all official rule. He's been deposed from his lofty perch of the seat in the temple and ruling over the nations. And and on top of all that, well, there's a limited number of days and and then Satan and the fallen angels will be destroyed. So he is tormented 
as well as unsaved man is tormented by the declarations of the Bible, by the righteous revelation of the judgment of God according to Romans 2. And Satan, the devil, and the unsaved people are tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, uh, we have mentioned this before because this has come up before. As we just saw when we read Revelation 14, verse 10 spoke of being tormented with fire and brimstone. And then verse 11 said, And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night. There it is again. No rest day nor night, tormented day and night forever and ever. And the way the King James translators translated this, it sounds like, well, uh, it's eternal. And, and this helped foster and support the idea that hell was a, a place of eternal suffering. That those cast into hell, into the lake of fire, would burn forevermore. Uh, they they would burn in the day and then burn in the night and the next day and the next night and so on into eternity. And, and of course, the only problem is eternity doesn't have day and night. Let's take a look at day and night according to the Bible. And uh, let's start at the beginning going back to Genesis chapter 1 where God creates the... Um, the day and night. In Genesis 1 verse 5, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Day and night, evening, morning, first day. And that's a 24-hour period. And and then the next day God created, and that was another day and night, 24-hour period, and the following day. And we read in verse 14, of Genesis 1. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So the day and night are kept as the Lord created the celestial lights, the sun, moon, and stars. And so the sun would shine, it would be the day, and at night the moon, the light of the moon would uh, light the darkness a little on the earth. And and time was instituted and kept according to day and night. We, we read in Genesis chapter 8 in verse 22, after God brought the flood, he says in... Genesis 8, uh, verse 22, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Day and night will not cease while the earth remains. Well, what happens when the earth no longer remains? Well, the Bible tells us in 2 Peter 3, 
it says in verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So the the uh, universe, the heavens will pass away, the earth will burn up, and all the works, which includes the unsaved people, uh, all all that is corrupt, all that is contaminated by sin, will be destroyed. The sun, the moon, the stars will be destroyed. The timekeepers are removed. The earth is gone. That's the end of the world. What also ends at that point? Day and night. The 24-hour period, the clock that has been operating since the beginning of the world, that God said, while the earth remains, day and night will not cease. But now the earth no longer remains. The earth has passed away. The heavens have passed away. And day and night has passed away. This is key to understanding these references. And there are several of them, especially in the book of Revelation, where God speaks of his judgment and he, he uses pictures like a lake of fire or being tormented and and the the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever the bible says and they have no rest day nor night and that's the key that's the clue that god placed in his word that he would expect his people to search out we we never take anything at face value we, we don't read the Bible superficially or casually. We have to search it out. And when we search out day and night, we find it's a time reference. It relates to the typical, normal operation of the world. It could fit into any period of time or history. And by using day and night together, God is letting us know that the punishment of the wicked, the wrath of God, is being carried out while there's still the normal course of events occurring in the world. That is, the the world is still operating, the sun is still rising and setting, and day and night is still happening. And that's exactly what we found, exactly what we've discovered as we've turned to the Bible to find out what happened on May 21, 2011. Judgment Day is a prolonged period of time that's very likely 1,600 days in length, day and night, day and night, each one of those 1,600 days, the sun came up, the sun set day followed by night, and so forth. God is giving the cup of his wrath, and there is no rest, and that reference to no rest points to no salvation. Remember Jesus said, All you that are uh, heavy laden, come unto me, and I will give you rest. 
pointing to salvation, taking away the burden of sin. But there is no rest, no salvation, day nor night, while the cup of the wrath of God is being administered to the, the wicked of the earth. And, and so there is also no rest for the devil day and night. But what about this last phrase, forever and ever? We, we saw that in Revelation 14, verse 11 also. Forever and ever. That's why we think it, it's eternal, because it says forever and ever. Doesn't that mean that it's eternal? Well, a, a little word's going to help a lot in understanding this phrase forever and ever, which uh, is found several times in the book of Revelation. The word translated for. Notice in the King James, they shall be tormented day and night for ever and ever, is the Greek word ice, E-I-S, ice. And it's Strong's number 1519. Please look it up. And you'll find it used hundreds of times in the New Testament. And it is often often, often translated as into, or to, or in, or unto, as well as for, and especially the King James translators had a tendency to translate it for whenever it would be joined together with the aeon and aeon, or really uh, ages and ages, or ever and ever, when when those particular words were in view, they translated it for, because it didn't seem to make sense to them to translate it into. It, it, It just didn't seem to fit, because they could have had the understanding, as many of us did, that hell is forever. And and so, of course, the devil is tormented forever and ever. The wicked, um, the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever. It's an eternal punishment that men must suffer forevermore. That was in the mindset of the translators. The, the translators translated, the King James translators, just a few centuries ago. And hell was a well-established doctrine by then. But the little Greek word ice into, uh, you know, when I looked it up in um, the Englishman's, I think the first 20 references, it was translated into, to, in, or unto before one, one time it was translated as for. It, it's a word that means going in. Going unto something or or place or something like that. For instance, in the book of Revelation in chapter two, we we find ice used in verse ten, where it says, "Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison." That's ice or in uh, verse 22 of Revelation chapter 2, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, ice, 
and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. It's used again. And, and that's, uh, really a common usage of that word. Into. Into it. it it's a word that, uh, points to direction. It's going unto a thing or place. In Revelation 14. In, in Revelation 14 verse 19. And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Into, again, is ice. In Revelation 20, verse 10, the the verse we're looking at, it says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. That's, again, the same word translated as for in that very same verse. It's found in verse uh, 14 and 15 of Revelation 20. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is ice. The, the, the Greek word translated as for. Well, what if we substituted, as the Bible certainly permits, the word into instead of for. Then the verse would read, and shall be tormented day and night into or unto ever and ever. You see how it changes the meaning. They're tormented unto the point of eternity or into the very point of eternity which would be the last day, if we're correct, and October 7th, 2015, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, also happens to be the last day of the world, and and the day that Christ raises up his people, then the torment comes to an end. The five months of torment is finished. The torment that the wicked experience the punishment of God for their sin is completed and therefore they have been tormented day and night for 1600 days unto or into eternity for ever and ever. The, the new age that God will create. And then we have perfect harmony. Everything fits once again in the Bible. Now we understand these references forever and ever. The smoke of their torment ascends uh, up to ever and ever. To the point of ever and ever. Not forever and ever. Which gives the idea that they continue on suffering endlessly. Which is not possible. Because the Bible's law will not allow endless punishment. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.